much cheap, got my rank up, we been playing smart, roll with me, get some paper, sing to the stars if you play with us, yeah we know we young but we dangerous, I been rolling with them bosses, all them shoes be broke, we don't get one, we kill them all, so ain't no up and no scope, I trust my chopper then, I don't really trust in no hoes, put all you got up in this block, cause trust me, them ain't your bros, all my shooters deep, one is a body when we see one, you catch them, better stretch them, if they ask me, I ain't seen none, hit them with that cut or watch them fall, you ain't need my blood, don't get involved, you saying that we cool, but why you dissing me, talking on the net, won't send a drop, that's off activity, I don't wanna accept no gifts, can't nobody say they gave nothing to me, and all these niggas die, I'm like man, that don't look funny, I don't know why they wanna slide, they ain't good at it, just give it up Don't call yourself a real friend if he down bad He don't pick him up But I'm smoking on this Dallas pack He ain't dead yet, but he dead to me Why I gotta slide for my cousin? Ain't none of them slip for me He thought he was body, he caught a body Now he can't I've been speeding in his chop top I can't lie, I can't breathe Hope he ballin' like it's black top Where them niggas at now? I don't like people with him Cause I can't shoot him through the laptop Made it out the streets, I'm a chief Got my rank up, he been playing smart Roll with me, get some paper Send him to the stars if he play with yeah, we know we young, but we dangerous yeah. What up, what up, what up, what up? Y'all know what it is. It's Ice Pick, Cousin Rick, Eric Hicks, whichever name you should choose. This is the Close Your Ears Podcast. This is Season 3. we on the second episode of Season 3. Just want to be pre-recorded, so I'm still deciding if we're going to drop twice a week or just once a week. So this episode will probably hit your ears Monday unless God just tell me to drop it tonight. Nevertheless, this is 717's number one podcast for promoting entrepreneurship, business, and all that good shit. And we got a special guest on the line. I'm going to let you, you know, I'm starting off the joint to the season. I'm letting people introduce themselves. Because you you was another one. Now, this guest that we got, she actually, this is her second time around. But we didn't get to air her episode due to technical Fuck ups, but we got with us on the line. Who we got on the line with us today? My name is Blue. My name just everybody like, calls me Blue. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, Blue, and, and give them a little bit of your background for for we. You know what I mean? Jump into everything. It's the self into. Why are you here, Blue? I'm a fashion designer extraordinaire. That's why I'm here. Uh, I like that. Fashion designer extraordinaire. All right. So let's go. This this is your half of the show. This is where we get into your background and you promoting your business, your brand. Why is my thing making this noise? So you were, let's start off first with how did you get into the fashion game? Well, when I was four, I know, <laughs> I just always wanted to make dresses. Um, I was taught myself a dressmaker when I was like five. And then um, 
I just always knew what I wanted to do. And um, I was in, they cut out fashion design in uh, Harrisburg High School before I got to high school. So um, I took carpentry when I was in high school. And that's, you know, it's it's kind of similar, you know, instead of building carpentry with blocks, similar. you build with fabric. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I never yeah, heard that. You I know, never heard that one. Carpentry is the same you as measure, fashion design, but you're right. You you actually you you know yeah. a lot of skill sets that you use in carpentry. You definitely got to use on. Yeah, you're right. You're right. I can't even. I can't front on that. I was just laughing though, cause like that's the first time. Listen, this is just second time on the joint. You didn't even say that the first time, so I'm like, okay, like. Yeah, I mean, yeah. The, the, the carpentry that was that's dope though. Like I said, I never looked at it like that, but that's definitely yeah. You, you definitely uh, like I say, measuring measuring. I know that's the biggest part of, or not the biggest, but one of the major parts. You got, you definitely got to learn. It's one of the parts. It crosses over. It crosses over. Um, so yeah, you, so it you, crosses over. So you was in carpentry shop. Like damn, I just can't wait to to whittle me up a nice je- a dress, huh? Exactly. <laughs> I'm playing. I'm playing. No. Um, yeah, I was in carpentry class, um, but I was also doing like um, a volunteering at an, uh, the Susquehanna Art Museum. I was like a volunteer assistant art teacher when I was like in 10th grade. And then I did that for two years. And then my mommy, she's a seamstress. She actually studied at a, a vocational high school in New York uh, um, sewing. So... But, you know, like, your family is interesting. My mom, she didn't really let me use her sewing machine until I got back from college because, you know, I mean, something that she could have taught, I could have saved $3,000, like, <laughs> like, to learn how to sew. But oh, she was like, she after I got... Why she wouldn't let you use you know, it, though? Because her sewing machine was like, she was like, my Expensive. sewing machine is $2,000. <laughs> and if you break it... You ain't going to be able to fix it. And I was just like, but she did have a computerized John, you know, back in the, you know, early 2000s, kind of big deal. Yeah. But, um, she, uh, yeah, she wouldn't let me use it. So I actually learned how to sew in college and, um, sewing is a practice and a technical skill. It's not really like creative at all. Um, and, I would say I didn't really feel like I could sew for real until I was like 32 years old. When you and was allowed was to like, use your felt, mom's joint, then you felt confident enough. Well, no, no, not at all. I didn't feel confident when my mom let me use her sewing machine because um, I was only like 20 years old and I had, you know, in when you, if you go to fashion school, they don't really teach you how to sew. They give you like basic lessons and it's like, a, um, and then, but they teach you more about like, uh, how to manufacture, how to, um, you know, uh, you know, um, know how much fabric you need, how to sell it, you know, not really that selling is fashion marketing, but, um, fashion design, you know, they teach you how to, um, do your designs on computer. And nowadays, you know, and that was like 20 years ago. So like nowadays they probably teach you like 3d printing and, you know, <laughs> like some other things that I didn't all learn. The, all the technology but, um, that's involved into the process that wasn't 20 years ago. Right. 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 So, but <clears throat> I just never stopped doing it, you know? 
um, I dropped out of school and um, for on some whole, like, uh, my mama was like, What, college? Coming. Yeah, I dropped out of college. What college? You, yeah. Hey, Kanye, what college you drop out of? I dropped out of the Art Institute of Philadelphia. Mm. I was almost done, too. So why'd you drop out? What happened? Um... Emotional manipulation, pretty much. Like, my mom was like, you're going to die if you stay in college. Oh. And I was like, oh, because the end is coming, because, you know, um, the end of the world, Armageddon. And I was just like, oh, no, Mom, I want you to be happy for me. But I could not stop doing what I, I was doing. I still, like, sewed. Like, I sewed, uh, when I went home, I sewed my first um, couple of gowns for my sister's uh, 10 year anniversary party. And then I was doing like, uh, I was just making like, um, at the time, you know, uh, reconstructed denim skirts were really popular. Um, I was <laughs> in the Amish like, community, huh? <laughs> no, I was in Harrisburg. That's not Amish I community. Know, <laughs> but you know, it was popping. It was like, you know, I'm talking about like the turn of the century, you yeah, know, like I remember, whenever. I remember that era. The, 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 the long Justin jeans Timberlake skirt. and Britney Spears were together. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. But, anyways, um, you know, it was, um, I never stopped. I just kept going and then I moved back to Philly. Um, because I couldn't stay in Harrisburg because after you get turned out, you know, in a bigger city, you know, by like meeting different kinds of people and then having like a uh, slight success, you know, you're just like, I don't know if I could stay here. You know, <laughs> like, yeah, I, I didn't find my tribe in Harrisburg <clears throat> when I um, was there. Uh, when I was 20. So I was like, so I moved back to Harrisburg. My dad like helped him pack up my stuff. He didn't even complain that much. Cause when I first moved to Philly, he was like, uh-uh, oh, you know, like that's a dangerous place. But I was like, I'm going. And then I, he just helped me move the second time. Cause I, I guess I was like really miserable. And then, <laughs> and then, um, I started having fashion shows and I started having, uh, um, cause you just, you just little, hold on, hold on, hold on. Could you just fast forward a whole lot? And I don't know if I, I, I yeah, you just went from, I, you said you dropped out. Okay, let's say we gotta take it back. You know, ice pick, ice pick, be a little slow sometimes. So I just no gotta, make, I gotta make sure I'm, 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 I'm following the story right. You said you dropped out right before mm-hmm. you graduated. Yep. So from there, you come home, crazy. but you're still working and designing, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then, we, yep. Then we got to. So how we get to the point? All right. So you you dropped out. But how are you still working in design and not being in school? Like, will you just break that down? Well, I, I make my own path. I build my own steps to, to walk on. Mm. So, um... That's the entrepreneur spirit. Say, yeah. Yeah, you know. I mean, I just, um... When I got back to Philly, I started working at a coffee... I had, like, three jobs. I was working at a coffee shop. And then I was working at this um, store on South Street called the Pearl of Africa at the bookstore. And they also sold my um, reconstructed denim skirt there. Mm, and I did up. like crochet goods and they sold it there. Oh, so okay. um, 
Okay, I'm with you now. So that's how we got build it up to the part where we're doing fashion shows. Okay, I'm gonna see. I'll be I'll be a little, you know. I I ain't, I ain't smoking a minute. Yeah, partnered. <laughs> I partnered with um uh this woman, and because I always feel like I shine better in a group, um because I I enjoy um community i enjoy uh um putting things together with people you know surprisingly like i know a lot of people are like i want to do it by myself but i find that i'm I'm actually building a team right now because i think it's important to um, work with other people but anyways so i started working with this woman and then we had this huge fashion show at this place in philly called the rotunda and it was really nice. It was like a seven-hour-long fashion show. It wasn't seven hours, but it felt like seven hours. And you know who was our MC? Susie Analog was our MC, and oh, she's whoa, whoa, like whoa. blowing up all over the place now. You who? You said Susie who? Analog. Susie Analog. She was the MC for that show. She was the MC for a couple of shows that I did, but um. She was dope. And then DJ Aura was the DJ and she like she DJed a lot of my shows in the early part of my career. She I used to have a show like my own show once every six months and they'd be inspired by different things. Like once with one was inspired by Octavia Butler. It was called Intergalactic um Super Voyage. And um, Octavia Butler is a, a science fiction, a black woman science fiction writer, and she died like in 2005. She's dope. If you haven't read any of her books, uh, they're pretty inspiring. And a lot of her books, um, kind of like, you know, how black people do. They like inspire other people to um, great heights. <clears throat> and then other ones, I had one about the Thundercats. And that one was the last one that I did before I um, merged with um, my friend. And while I was doing these fashion shows, my my company was called Exodus Designs. Exodus Um, Designs. Yeah. And I was featured in, like, I was featured in the Philadelphia Inquirer at that time. So hold on, before you get into that, before you get into the teaching at the Philadelphia Inquirer. I want to ask mm-hmm. you about the fashion show. So you said, because you did now, you 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 ran off a couple. You know, you had a few different um, fashion shows X Y Z. So I got a question on because you again, you said you was playing, but you was like the one fashion show was like seven hours. So typically, how long is a fashion show? Um, <clears throat> really, the fashion show only lasts about like fifteen minutes. You know, that's how long it takes to get the clothing out, or less. And then the rest is but just. I would always have, I would always have entertainment. Like I used to have one uh, for a couple of my shows. I had a belly dancer come. I used to have art shows. Like um, I, w- I actually preferred to call my shows multimedia art experiences because um, I'm not really. The truth is, I don't really like to tell people how to dress. I don't. I'm not really into the fashion industry as it is. I'm more so interested. I just love making. You're more clothes. on the arts, the art side of it. Yes. Okay, I get you. Yeah, I get you. And um, I love seeing people in my clothes. I found out like later that I really enjoyed, uh, you know, 
I just really, you know, it makes me hot seeing a performer on stage um, and a crowd um, cheering them on in my in my work. That that's what really I really like that part of my career. But um, you know, uh, yeah, I had fashion shows that were like uh, I had one that was inspired. It was a. <clears throat> Basically, the Philadelphia Art Museum put up a um, a picture of what Tut Ten Common looked like. Of what? And who? they said he looked like Tut Ten Common. You know, Pharaoh Tut Ten King Tut. Oh, okay, okay. He's the Egyptian. You know, he's yeah, a pharaoh. Yeah, yeah. And they they try to say he looked like a white man, and then I, I did a fashion show. <laughs> yeah, like. <laughs> I did a fashion show and yo, I did all, all I can, these clothes. Yo, all I can yeah. see is the, uh, what video was that when he was dancing with Eddie Murphy? Remember the time? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is that what King Tut looked like? <laughs> yeah. I mean, no, actually, Michael Jackson looked more black than what they said King Tut looked like Damn. on the Philadelphia Art Museum. So yeah, they, I made they, a whole collection yeah. that was inspired by Egyptian. Um, Egyptian pieces, I mean, Egyptian um, style. And um, I did like, I've sold a couple pieces from that. Actually, I sold a lot of pieces from that uh, collection. But um, <clears throat> that right there was one of my shows. And it ha- it was the first independent show that I did. And I did it at this place called the Art Girls Garage in Philly, which no longer exists. But um, that was fun. And then um, for that one, I also had um, a belly dancer and i had the dj i always have like a lot of like interactive things right because i know how i like to party you know what i mean and if you're paying to get to my show you know i don't want to just like i don't know but um honestly that was just one i also had one that was inspired by nina simone because i love nina simone who's that who's that that? um, come on you be saying these people like we know who we don't know Listen, we don't know who you these know who is. Nina Simone yeah. is. She sings that song on the commercials that they got right now. She put up a stand against that guy, and I don't Sing remember so. his name. Birds flying high, you know how I feel. Sun in the sky, you know how I feel. Breeze drifting on by, you know how I feel. It's a new song, it's a new day, it's a new life for me. Okay. (laughs) Listen, I still don't know the song. I just, again, we just going to salute you for for busting them notes out real quick. I didn't think you was really going to sing the song. (laughs) Silly. But yeah, that was like my best show because I got Temple involved. Like um, my girlfriend is a Temple alumni and she put this show on like the Temple server. So all these Temple kids came and it was called Home Hearth Death Destruction. And then there was a cipher at the end and a lot of people came and they drank all the wine and ate all my hors d'oeuvres. And it was a great show. That was like the best show. And, you know, it's funny because I felt like at the beginning of that show, I felt like, oh, my goodness, this is going to be a failure. Um, nobody's going to come, you know, mm. <laughs> which is normal to feel that way. You, you're talking about what you say. This was your first show. This was my third show. I oh, think. The, oh, the third. Well, why you felt that way after the third one? 
Well, every time I have Are you, an every event, show, you feel like, work. oh, okay, that makes sense. Every single time, actually, <laughs> yeah, like actually, I don't think that I've never felt. I don't. I always feel that way, you know. But I think I haven't had a show in. Oh, I did just have a show. I just had my first show in a long time in New Orleans, but um, that was. Uh, you know, I was very pleased with how that show went. It was intimate, and then um, I had a perform a couple of performers there, including Mocha Mama and Kiana Lionel, and I had a really nice spread of food slow and wine. Slow it down, slow it down, slow it down. Now, we know who that is, so you had a performance by who? Mocha Mama and Kiana Lionel. We know who Mocha Mama is. She She's definitely been on the show a couple episodes. And, yeah, and, and, that's and, one of my closest friends, actually. So listen, so this that's, fashion show, when was this fashion show? Because I, I do remember seeing the pictures now that you talk about it. Cause I, it I was remember, in July. It was in July. It was in July. It was on Essence Fest weekend, which oh. is like around July 4th. Okay, okay. So you wasn't you telling me, though, you was having one and you had to cancel it? Oh, uh, yes. In, uh... I was supposed to have one in Atlanta and um, August in August, right? Or September Um, for my birthday. I usually come, I usually bring in my birthday working um, on my business because I feel like that's the way I want to spend the rest of the year. So I usually have something on my birthday, (laughs) like um, a show or a fashion show. Well, let's get back to this, this this last fashion show in, in New Orleans. Damn, that sound lit, yo. Like, see, See, it's shit like that where, cause I, I again, I've I never been to a fashion show. I was supposed to actually go to, I don't know if you know, um, uh, Miss Moore, Tyler Moore. She got the um, Honey's Closet. She's a fashion designer mm-hmm. from around here. She was on a few episodes ago um, back in the summer. And, um, Is that in Harrisburg? Yeah, but I missed her. I missed her fashion show. Her shit, her shit, um. Uh, honey, it was called Honey's Closet. Uh, uh, so I can't remember the name of how she, you know, she titled the fashion show, but I missed it. My my damn power steering went out on my car the, the, the date of the fashion show. Oh, no. So I ended up missing it. But what, see what I, and see again, she also told me like these fashion shows be a few hours long because she throwed a, um, I think hers was from like, um, I want to say three to nine. So she, Whoa, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah so she that's thought it, that's why when you was like seven hours, I'm already in my head. I'm thinking, I thought they all were kind of that long. Cause you know what I mean? That's the first fashion mm-hmm. show. I actually got the, you know, the ins and out about. So I want to hear about I this. I try to make it like two hours, at least like just two hours. Cause two people, hours. it get too long I'm after a while. Yeah. Cause, um, I know me, like I, I'm the kind of person that goes to the party and then leaves, you know, like, and disappears because I have a, like, <laughs> yeah, I do. I mean, unless I'm having a great time, if I'm having a great time, it, but usually, you know how it works when you're having a great time, you usually time go with somebody who's like, who's like, I'm ready to go. And you're like, what? <laughs> what do you mean? You're ready to go. That, it's that one party pooper. Yeah. <laughs> Well, yeah, uh, let me call you an Uber real quick. Yeah, <laughs> like, listen, yeah, the one monkey don't stop no show, for sure. But yeah, after I had those, I uh, had those fashion shows. Thundercats was my last one. I would say Thundercats was the best one because I got a projector, and then I had this artist, um, a black woman artist in uh, 
California sent some work over and um, she did work inspired by Thundercats. And then I had, and then my MC was dope because every time like uh, a model would come out, she'd say, Thundercats, oh! And then my DJ did all this, like um, DJ Aura. She did all this music that was dope. We had a keg and we had uh, some bottles, and it was like, and maybe like forty people came. It was featured in two of the local magazines in Philly, and we had it at a local art gallery, and I had a blast. And then I had a, um, a boutique for like five years um, with um, my next collection, which was called Blue Dahlia. And that was like Ooh. reconstructed clothing. Say that name again. It, it's the Blue Dahlia. Blue Dahlia. Yeah. So it was me who is blue and then my bestie who's Dahlia. And um, we did reconstructed clothing. We taught sewing classes. I was the assistant director, um, program director for the nonprofit, which was Break Free Design Group. And we taught urban youth fashion design entrepreneurship and I pretty much did that for seven years and then my dad got sick um and I had to Step move up to Altoona yeah I had to close down the shop I moved up to Altoona I took care of him for about a year and then I moved to New Orleans and then in New Orleans I met Tank from Tank and the Bangers and I met the Bangers and I pretty much did I, I did costumes for her like consistently for the past like well I would say my dad got sick again um I would say two years ago I moved back from New Orleans and then um back up to Pennsylvania from New Orleans just so I could be closer and then recently I just moved back to Altoona so like I'm kind of on hiatus right now and honestly like I was well, you know, I like to be all, it's fun to travel. Like, <laughs> yeah. I don't know how people can stay in one stay place, still, but yeah, you know, I feel you. I, I don't I mean, mind it either. I really don't. I mean, you get it again, you get it, it, it wears <laughs> on you, you know, a little bit, but it, that's a good wear. That's, it's a natural wear. You do, you know, cause you're working, you're going to get tired. So some people would make it like, Oh, cause you're traveling, you're tired. No, you're tired. Cause you're just working. Like yeah, the average working yeah. person that stay, just go to work and home back and forth. They still get tired once they do so much work too. But before you get too far ahead, cause you, you get to run it off. I wanted to ask you, <laughs> what did I want? Oh, so you said you trying to build a team right now. So what, 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 yeah. so again, what area are you looking to build for? Cause again, you Harrisburg, Altoona, New Orleans, I don't know where you at. But what area are you well, looking to build this team at and, and what actually pieces are you looking to add to the team? I don't mean to shout anybody out, but here I go. No. <laughs> um, so I am very inspired by people who are uh, entrepreneurial. And I realized that um, I have really big goals. And um, so the people that I'm I'm, I'm actually trying to get right now, I'm trying to get an event planner on my team. Okay. And I have one. And actually, like, all, most of the people that I work with or I want to work with are from Harrisburg. And actually, um, Mocha Mama is uh, my business partner. And um, she's, like, going to be, like, the business aspect and the marketing aspect. And then I'll be having room to create. And then also... 
I really, I'm trying to get in another person that I very much respect. I went to elementary school with her, just like I went to elementary school with you. Um, her name is Brittany Cater, and I want to get, bring her on as the event planning um, specialist because, um, you know, I plan on having events in different cities, and a lot of times I just, you know, I don't have the, it's, I make the clothes, and I, I, organize you know like having the models model them and i also organize like where the space is and how we're going to um, market the space but if you notice like i'm not all of these things you know like it's like a lot of roles that i play when i'm organizing these shows and um these shows you know, like give me exposure and they make me money. So um, it would be easier if I had a team of people. So the first two people are my business partner and also the event planner. And I mean, Brittany Cater, I want her to be my event planner. She runs a, a shout um, out. She was on it. Listen, she was on, she was on close your ears. Listen, I yeah, ain't playing, her, dope, listen, right? I ain't playing out here in these Harrisburg streets. So, Listen, she was on Close Your Airs. Now, you know, me and her, yeah. didn't, we didn't have a little little, little bump head since then. But, you know. You did? Uh, yeah, but that ain't even, you know, it, it, was, it wasn't even that serious about. But it, it kind of threw me off because, again, we got like a, a, a business relationship. So you, you asked me to partake uh-huh. in some nigger shit, and I just wasn't feeling that. But, yeah, Brittany, Ooh. you know what I mean? But, yeah, you know, whatever she do on the, you know, on the streets, that's her business and all that shit. But she definitely, like I say, shout her out, too, as far as she's yeah. an entrepreneur out here working. She she definitely, one thing I can give her, she definitely likes to network with people. And, and you know what I mean? She that, That's the yeah, type of people. Yeah, she was supposed you, to come to Atlanta with yeah, me. Yeah, um, yeah. But I just had to cancel that. Like, Life is real, you know, like, it's just like, I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't do it. It was, it was, my dad just, <laughs> he came home like four days and, and, the, um, I don't know. See, I'm talking about my dad because like, you know, in this world, uh, people think that, you know, oh, you shouldn't make excuses or, you know, um, keep your personal business out of it. But the truth is, I don't think that people talk enough about like when your parents get older and they need your help, you know, and how you have to put your life on hold or, you know, the ways in which you have to sculpt your life that are different than, you know, like any other time in your life, you know? And and, and you're right. That's definitely a conversation that a lot, that's, that's what a lot of us need to know. Cause listen, it it, it comes from, you're going to be the child. That's going to have to help mm-hmm. the parent to you're going to be the mm-hmm. parent that need help from the child. So that's that's definitely a conversation. We we definitely can circle the block and deal. You know, you might have to come back and we can dig deeper into that because like that's real talk. That, that's the type of talks I like to have on here too, like that real life you shit. Know? You know, it's I mean? like you. My life is like so different. You know, like right now I live in Altoona and Altoona is this like little town. It's a mountain town. My grandparents are from here. My great grandparents are from Hollidaysburg. And then, you know, like my life, like for instance, I'll give you a good example. How many Halloween parties am I invited to? You say Halloween? Yeah. In how many cities? I know I'm invited to one in New Orleans and one in Atlanta and one and two in Philadelphia. 
That's how many do you think I'm going to? No, none of them. <laughs> <laughs> but at, at least and that's the, my and, shot. And, and that's all right. I mean, the invitation was out there. You you was in them places. It's only right you get them invitations. But you know, yeah, I mean. You know, I mean, uh, it's fly, just, you know. New Orleans just for a Halloween party. You know, they make, that's not on the to-do list. That's not at the top of the to-do list. But know? is it? Is it not? You know, like, I am a costume designer. I am a fashion designer. I, and why you know, you like, I always look at, I look at these as, because my daddy's birthday is on 10 50 You oh, know, okay, like, okay. I don't I don't know if I'm going to be able to, you know, how many more birthdays are available Cherish to me that time. You, celebrating. You, right that. <laughs> you definitely write about that. Cherish that time. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you know, it's just, uh, I'm actually, but I, I appreciate this. I, this. I really worked hard my whole entire life. Like I, I worked really hard I, and now I can make whatever comes into my head. You know what I mean? I, I, um, and that's one thing that I used to wish for when I was in my twenties, you know, I would be like, oh man, I want to make this thing, but I can't make this thing because I don't know how to make this thing, you know? And now I'm like, I know how to make it. I can make it in like eight hours. It'll be done. You know? Hmm. <laughs> so so, so listen, these are, the, so hmm? let's get back to So you said you had designed a piece for tank. Oh, yeah. I worked with Tank. I've been working with Tank for like eight years now. That's what's mm-hmm. up. Shout out to that. Is there any other celebrities or, or, or notable people that you made pieces for we would know? Or, or we should know, you know? Because this is your resume. This is this is the platform not only to just promote your business and, you know, what you got going on, but you got to talk your shit so we can give you your flowers, give you your, your applauses, and let the, you know what I mean? So, so yeah. I mean... Um, I primarily worked with her like most of the time I was in New Orleans because um, she played pretty good and also like I was totally enamored by her music and her presence on stage and she um, she's really down to earth and then also like she's really fun like she just calls me and she asks me for things like can you make me i want to wear a triangle over a square like one time she asked me for a triangle over a square and then i sent her like 10 sketches and then she turned them all down anyway she didn't turn them all down or she'll send me like inspiration and then i'll make her sketches and she she's like i had a blast with her um, and I'm I'm still having a blast with her. I made her things this year too, and I'm still working on another piece for her. Um, I don't know when I'm gonna finish it. It's just like my life is kind of way crazy right now. But she's blowing up. Like she she wore some of my stuff on Stephen Colbert um, a couple weeks ago, which See, was like that's really that cool. You, yeah, Actually, that's that. That's that. That's that. We need the crowd to talk, to, 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 to clap it up for that. That's that's what I'm talking about, yo. Like, your, your work yeah. is on Stephen Colbert. You know what I mean? That's your resume. Right? Yeah, that's dope, said, yeah. well, no. <laughs> But, um, yeah, she, her and I, um, and then she's worn my stuff on, t- on all kinds of stations. Like, uh, she's worn my stuff for two years at the... Um, um, jazz Fest, New Orleans Jazz Fest. Um, she wore my stuff. She was headlining the French Quarter Fest, which is in New Orleans. And um, she wore my stuff this year there. Um, 
and she wears my stuff all over the place. And when I went into, I went into her closet last time I was in New Orleans and she still has stuff that I made for her in the beginning, like, uh, in 2015. And I don't know, I've really enjoyed our relationship and I really enjoy watching her grow. You know, when I first saw her, I mean, I ain't gonna hold you. I was, I was at a part, I was at like one of my first costume parties in New Orleans and they were performing and I had, and they had an open bar and I don't know, you don't know yourself until you know how to act in, at, at an open, open bar because I didn't know how to act. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I got so drunk. And when I saw her on stage, I did yeah. so hard to her music. You wasn't, you wasn't and like ball. You wasn't, uh. You you wasn't like ball on the uh, what was that old school? And he's like we're going streaking, but you, you wasn't cutting up like I, I that. Might as well <laughs> you say you don't even remember. I remember. <laughs> I was so I was so bold. I was like I remember the drummer Norman. He I had on an outfit and I made my outfit. It was like a romper and it was sparkly. And then I made this cape that came off my arms and I had on. You know I have locks and they were really long at that time. They were down to my butt and I had tucked my locks in my costume and then i had on a white wig oh yeah you was feeling yourself you was feeling yourself at that open bar what was you drinking whiskey whiskey gingers oh yeah you cut up (laughs) (laughs) and then uh, the drummer was like or no the the keyboardist was like oh my goodness you know because i guess i was really shocking to see and then um because you know this i'm a big girl and this is before lizzo and i had on really short shorts i was just you know, I'll, I'll be wilding sometimes. And then um, he was like, and then I saw him and I was like really drunk. And I said, hey, did we make a connection? And he was like, yes. I mean, no. And I was like, okay. Um, okay. Well, that's fine. He was like, I've been married for nine years. And I was like, that's great. Keep black love alive. And then I put up a black power fist. And then I saw a tank walking down the thing. And I was like, Hey girl, what's up? How you doing? I really want to dress you. And then I gave her my card, and then she didn't call me until like Zulu Ball, and then but and that's that was like four months later. But, but that's how y'all relationship started for real. Yeah, yeah, I was really. Yo, see, I was like, girl, I you love your gotta, music, and I want to make your clothes. You might gotta get drunk more and hit them streets and get more clients. I huh? mean, I know how to do it. I know how to do it. I mean, <laughs> I. I recently reached out to Lizzie Jeff um, on Instagram because she was looking for designers. She does this song. She's like this woman on Instagram, and she's she's a um, she's a singer songwriter. She does this song called Goddess Code that actually my twenty year old niece put me onto. And I was like, oh, this is pretty dope. And then my friend just happened to hit me up. Whenever she did her, um, she was like calling us for a costume designer, fashion designer. But right now, I don't, you know, like, honestly, like, I can't, I'm still getting acclimated into my, the life of being a nurse for my dad, you know? So, like, I, I don't, I have to, like, pace myself, you know? Like, I have other big projects that I'm working on that I can't, um, I'm kind of happy that I haven't, she hasn't reached out because sometimes these um, performers, it takes them time, you know, to remember or even to, you know, they're just like, 
they'll hit you up out of the blue and they'll be like, hey, oh, I'm sorry, I have an event like two days from now. Do you have something? And then you're just like, oh, <laughs> oh, let me, I can, I think I could be in Philly. Like, you know, because I still have a, I do have a studio in Philly still. Yeah, um, I'm tripping off of that, right? Because I got a shout out to, to, my, to my, my, my friend. I got a friend, right? She's like, uh-huh. she just, she called to order her son's cap and gown shit. He needed a deadline, I think, was yesterday. So he, she called yesterday, and the dude was like, why'd you wait till last <laughs> Which led to her having to cuss him out. Because, again, like, I'm, listen, I'm giving you the bread. Don't, no, yeah, I know I'm last minute, but don't be. No, don't, that just reminded me of that shit, and I had to trip real quick. I'm like, yo, what nigga, is the, the last minute shit, yo. We, hey, we be on some last minute shit sometimes. God, that's I'm like, I, I work best with last minute. I call it ball <laughs> to the wall, ball, ball to the wall. And, and it's and like, like oh, and it's like, wait, why would wait. I change? It's like I do everything last minute and I get it done. So why, why even if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Shout out to the last well, minute. Well, as I get older, I can, <laughs> yeah, ball to the wall, y'all. <laughs> but yeah, um, yeah, I, I've. I've just had a good time in my life. Uh, it's different right now, but um, I'm acclimating to this lifestyle too. And I do feel truly blessed because I get to spend these moments, you know, like with my dad and my sister lives here with her children and they're like under they're, um Three of her children are like under eight, two to eight years old. Auntie so Blue. this has been, yes, that's exactly what it is. It's been fun. It's, it's already fun. I mean, I don't look forward to the winter and um, I'm really, really not looking. I really just don't want it to get cold, but it's already cold. So, and see, you like me, <laughs> I, it's already cold to me. Yo, it's already turned the heat on all that, all that winter time. <laughs> I don't play. I don't, I hate the winter. It's, uh, it's yeah, cold. I really, I'm going to be traveling to um, Ghana and Liberia as soon as I can. Um, and it'll oh, yeah, be warm you, there. You really hate the cold. You're going there. You're running there. Yeah, there's, you know, there's opportunities there to, like, uh, expand my business. So I'm going to follow my opportunities, the connections that I was so um, blessed to make. Yeah. Ooh, you got to do a fashion yeah. show over there. I know that shit would look like coming to America. <laughs> uh, man. Hey, yeah, see, wanna... you got to put me on the team, oh, yo. Put, you got to put me on the team. My... I got some ideas for the, you know what I mean? We can do the fashion show in Africa with the belly dancers, but they got the zebra. Bob, you know what I mean? Cause listen. Well, right now I don't have access to belly dancers, but I do have access <laughs> to like uh, you know the, the belly dancer that was performing at my shows. I think she lives in the South now. I mean, I guess if I do a fashion show close to where she is, then I listen, could do it. There's OnlyFans out here. You can find some belly dancers on OnlyFans. They, they probably take, out. They probably take ten dollars. <laughs> just give them ten dollars. <laughs> Wild now, um, no, I I really I'm I'm about to start working with this. So my good friend Jamaica, who lives in Atlanta, I was actually supposed to be uh, 
Yeah. She's dope. She's really dope. She's a, she is a marketing genius extraordinaire. And she started this company called Black Everywhere. And Black Everywhere is in like 11 different cities. And they've grown to 11,000 followers. And they have um, events in every city. So I, what I'll be doing soon is I'll be... Um, Go, they're having a Black Joy tour next year, and I'll be selling my stuff there, and I'll be doing their photography for them um, for each event. And um, I think it's dope what she's doing. I think it's um, revolutionary because um, it's a nice way to bring us together as a people because, you know, like... Uh, we still do things like, oh, you from Philly? Uh, I'm from Pittsburgh. And what you mean you from Pittsburgh? I'm from Harrisburg. We the, the real bird. Already know. Listen. So I'm excited about that. And I kicked it with her in Brooklyn a couple of weeks ago, and it was very fun. And, and now I feel like I'm in Brooklyn, and I never really liked New York that much. So, but she, we had a blast. We had a blast, our old asses. But, um, yeah, she's doing that, so I plan on getting on board with that. And um, I have a presence in, like, Atlanta and Charlotte and New Orleans like I do, but then I'll be building my other presences in other cities that I'm going to be going to with uh, Black Everywhere. That's what's up. That's what's up. That is what's up. Well, listen, we're going to take a quick break real quick, and we're going to come back with the Black Fact. But before we take this quick break real quick, don't forget, like she mentioned, them Halloween parties. Don't forget, next Thursday, our fourth annual Healthy Halloween Trick-or-Treat Snack Giveaway. Provided to you by Nacers at Heart. And you might need to get on this. Check out their website, Nurses at Heart. They do the, the home staff. They do the staffing and all that for people that need health care and all that good shit. That might be something you can look into. But we're also being, this event is also provided to you by Hair by Nature Studios in Pembroke. Go see them for your natural hairstyles. And we're also being sponsored by, for the Healthy Halloween, Jewelry by India. That does your customized pieces, jewelry pieces, even uses real gold. So that's next Thursday, the 27th, from 6 to 8 p.m. We're going to be at Still School. If it rains, we'll be at 2604 5th Street. You'll see the signs. I'm going to get some signs made to put out there. You'll see the signs, though. But we'll be at 6. We'll be at uh, Still School next Thursday. That's Trick or Treat Night in Harrisburg for the Healthy Snack Giveaway. And you come get your bag. What we're going to have in these bags, again, is healthy snacks. So we're going to have your string cheese, your yogurt, your, your fruit cups, applesauce, Maybe a Pop-Tart. It might be a bag of fruit snacks. You know, a little sugar in there. Because if you don't give them some sugar, they might turn into a cereal killer. You got to give the kids a little bit of sugar. But you know, your pretzels, you know, your healthier snaps, your, your veggie chips and all that type of shit. So again, next Thursday, again, this, this event is provided to you by Close Your Ears and its supporters. Nurses at Heart. 
Jewelry by India And Hair by Nature Studios That's next Thursday 6 to 8 at Still School We still need volunteers Hit me up on Facebook Or y'all can call me uh, 717-623-8130 But I need volunteers Trust me It takes hours to bag up this shit All this dope Y'all know how it is You got 5 kilos It takes time to bag up 5 kilos So again We we, we collecting A whole bunch of uh, 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 Healthy snacks To give out for Halloween night And it's not too late uh, we, we probably could still take a couple more donations If you wanted to donate Close your ears 2020 on cash app. And that again, that's next Thursday. And before we go to break, also don't forget, don't forget, don't forget, get that anchor app. Don't forget to uh you can get your, your subscription for close your ears on that anchor app. Don't forget on that anchor app, or if you listen to on Spotify, you can leave a um we got the community section where you can leave your comment. And leave your comment and we'll read it on air. We got one to read for last week's episode. Um, we'll read that later. But yeah, don't forget, engage, share, and don't forget to subscribe on whatever platform you choose to listen to. Close your ears on. Don't forget to subscribe so you can get them notifications. So when we drop new episodes, you'll get the notification on your phone. And I don't got to inbox them to y'all. That takes up all my fucking week. But yeah, 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 we're going to take this quick break. We're coming right back. It's Sister Blue. It's Ice Pick. Close your ears. We in the building. Season three of Close Your Ears is sponsored by Nurses at Heart, who reminds you when choosing your professional nursing service, please choose carefully. Your patient's well-being and your facility's good name hang in the balance. For all the right reasons, Nurses at Heart is the right choice. Nurses at Heart is a temporary nursing staffing agency that is dedicated to providing you with the absolute best healthcare staffing available. Nurses at Heart has per diem work in multiple states, such as Pennsylvania, North Carolina, Virginia, Maryland, South Carolina, Georgia, and Louisiana. Nurses at Heart also hires RNs, LPNs, med techs, PCAs, dietary aids, receptionists, and maintenance for assisted living and skilled nursing facilities. Nurses at Heart also offers weekly pay with experience-based pay rates, meaning the more experience you have, the more potential for higher base pay. Lastly, if you're looking to travel with your work experience, Nurses at Heart also offers travel pay. So whether you're in PA with close your ears or the DMV area, the Carolinas, Georgia, or even Louisiana, just get on www.nursesatheartstaffing.com to learn more about staffing your facility or your own employment needs. Nurses at Heart is a proud sponsor of Close Your Ears Season 3. Back to the show. Yo, and we back, we back, we back. We got Sister Blue and the Auntie Blue in the building. <laughs> so how long you been in the fashion game? Um, 18 years. 18, damn, yo. We got an experienced <laughs> veteran in the game. 18 
years, and it started. It started all in 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 in, in, in what's that shit called? Carpentry. It all started. Yeah, in well, actually, it started in elementary school, but oh, well, that's I where you got tooled up in stuff. carpentry. Yeah, yeah, okay. but I, I didn't start making stuff until I was like twenty one. So I, I look, I um, I just count from twenty one up till now. I'm I'm thirty nine years old. Eighteen years. Listen, that's that's experience. That's that's game. That's knowledge. That's a lot of. Listen, I I, I wanted to ask you this too while you was talking about it because you were saying that um. Tink had you sent Tink like the ten different designs, and she ain't like none of them. So how yeah. of, so how often is it that you deal with you know somebody that they might be reaching out to get something, then you're sending the designs, and then you know it could be a, a a long process because they you know they just ain't feeling nothing that you sending them. Um, you know, really, uh. I mean, you might be that nice. Tink is the only one. And, and again, it's going to happen. Uh, like, and this is what's crazy. Cause like when I was in the process of, um, when I was, well, I thought I was about to start getting the merch for my t-shirts and shit. Right. So like my idea uh-huh. was my idea, what I'm, what I'm, and I'm still going to do it. Like when I do my merch, but my idea was, listen, okay, you got your brand. Listen, here's what my logo looks like. But you mm-hmm. can you can use your own creative, uh, mad you know just just I'm I'm giving you the option that the freedom to just use your creativity just as long as on my shit long as it says close your ears somewhere on there I don't care what you do so the the the, the one dude he sent me a joint a design and I ain't like it so you know I, I hit him back like I ain't really feeling that did it do then he stopped re- he like stopped replying. And I'm like, dude, like, I'm saying to myself, like, dog, if you, if this is like the business you're in, I'm sure everything you send ain't a home run every time. So it's like, it threw me off. It's like, damn, like, I guess nobody never told you they ain't like your design before or whatever. And I was well, like, yeah. So I'm it's like, it's hard to be an artist, you know, like, like Erica Badu says. I'm sensitive about my shit. There was one time whenever Tank didn't like my piece and it kind of like really hurt my feelings because mm. it looked just like the sketch. And it was like the, it was like I was dropping it off and I worked really hard on it and I made like 10 pieces and I made clothes for all of Tank and the Bangers. And I was really, really sad, you know, and I was sad for a while because I take things personally, you know, and then, but that that kind of like that experience helped me realize that I shouldn't take shit so personally, you know, because um, yeah, you know, like everybody is not gonna like what you do, you know, <laughs> like it's like you, you you can decide to do a somersault to uh, appease your client, or you can just go into hiding like I did you know I went I was just like I can't I can't do this oh my goodness I am so sad that you didn't like my stuff but you know the truth is like she still wore it she headlined for Afropunk in it she changed it a little bit and I wasn't offended you know but 
as soon as I came in, she was like, this is ugly. And I was like, what? Oh, shit. <laughs> hold up. Hold <laughs> up. We don't, we don't play that ugly word. To, <laughs> we Why do like you do that? <laughs> oh, my goodness. You know, but like after that, you know, like after a while, like I was like, you know what? I, and even now, like I just bounce back. Anytime a client is like, I don't like what you did. I'm just like, you know, that's okay. We can change it to whatever you, you want like, because yeah. I am a fashion designer extraordinaire and I can make whatever you want. Like, yeah. you can make so, whatever you want. Yeah, so you that, don't like this green part? We'll fix it. So that threw me <laughs> off with the ball, but I'm I'm like, you know, and again, I, I don't like to be the one that, oh, you know how everybody shit on hair. Oh, you know that hairspray. That's how it is. But it was like, I'm like, yo, that was really some like, local shit like again like he's just stopped like i said i said i wasn't feeling that joint so again it wasn't like i i shitted on him was like oh that's ugly i was i was just like no nah, i ain't feeling this joint but again i'm expecting him to say well what more idea did you you know what i mean he just he just straight ghosted me from there i was like oh fuck that nigga then you know what i mean like <laughs> you know, I, I ain't know because that's how i took it and it's like and it's like that like again i know as a customer that this should be part of the joint like you should be used to okay you might send somebody a design and they might say eh. you know what i mean like it's, it's all part of the game so yeah that, that shit threw me off but uh, like you say in the fashion game you're going to go through that uh, 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 all it's you this is part of the process so you gotta have tough skin you gotta be able to take that rejection and still be like okay all right well like you say well how- part of it is also like really finessing people too like you know it's like i've had to do to customers like you know because honestly like when you're making something from scratch people don't know what it's going to look like right, on their body until right. it gets on their body and then when it gets on their body they may say I want it shorter. And the thing is like, if they want it shorter or, 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 um, or smaller, you might have to finesse them. You might have to say, um, you know, if I make it shorter, the fabric can't come back. Okay. If I make it smaller, you know, it might be too small. And then you might say, Oh, this doesn't work for me. And then it's like, you know, I'm, I'm SOL because you, are not familiar with the nuances of fashion design or the nuances of having whatever you want made for your body. Because a lot of people, you know, I mean, body dysmorphia is a thing. They think that they look like Rihanna or they think that they look like um, Beyonce, you know, and it's like, you know, you, honey bunny, like you are five foot two, 200 pounds. You don't look like that. this outfit is not going to look like that on you but we can make it complimentary to how you look you know and then it's part of it is kind of like persuading people you know because honestly people don't really know what they want you know let's be honest like people are used to buying stuff from off the rack you know having other people tell them so whenever they come to me and I'm a custom designer it's like I have to be like look I cannot make this any shorter if I make this any shorter your thigh your your pussy is going to be out you know <laughs> you know <laughs> Or like, I can't, 
you know, like you said, you don't like your arms. So I had to make the sleeves this side. Do you do this, this length? Like, do you want me to make the sleeves shorter? You know, like really, like, are you going to want this? You know, like I did what you said and I covered up the spots that you didn't want to be seen. So, you know, I'm going to get paid either way. You know, (laughs) this is work, you know, but, um, you know, people, people are different. And I feel like the younger, the the younger I was, the less I could take, um, you know, constructive criticism. But as I get older, I welcome it. I kind of like even created a questionnaire for this next collection that I'm working on. Like, how did I do? How did it fit? Do you, how, what would you change about this process? Because I found in New Orleans, like I did a lot of work for uh, black entrepreneur women mm-hmm. and um, they didn't like the process that I was offering them, which was like, you know, like I go have a meeting with them. I measure them up. I get what they like and what they don't like about it. You know, it's pretty much like I, t- I asked them like, what do you feel comfortable in? What, you know, like, uh, what shirts do you feel most sexy? And like, do you want to feel sexy? Do you want to feel comfortable? Like what, you know, like what is the balance of you what you want to look like? And you said they didn't like that process? No, because it was too long. Too Cause much. then I have to do two fittings and they're just like busy people. You know, they're like, I don't uh, want to sit here for two it. fittings. You know, I, I just want to so order like, my shirt and or order my piece and-, and get my shirt in the mail. I would prefer a more streamlined process, you know? So I've been working on having a more streamlined process, you know, because I'm trying to make mad money, you know, right. <laughs> like, I don't want to lose any of my clients. Because they don't like the process of custom orders, you know, but like um, traditionally in the work that I do, um, you have to have like three or four fittings, you know, like because I'm working with your body, which I never worked with before. And I'm creating a pattern for your body and nobody has your body, you know, nowadays. You just got your body. Like, yeah, you just mm-hmm. got that. Your butt wasn't that big last year. They didn't ran to the doctor and all that type of... You ever had to make some pieces for... You ever have to deal with that? Somebody that got their body done? And it's like maybe the measurements was different before. Not body done. I don't really, I don't really work with people that got their body done, but I did <laughs> work with people who lost, like, a lot of weight. You know, oh, they got their body done too. They, they probably got their body done too. Same difference. They they, well, did, they did the reverse know. process. You know, they want to see that doctor get that shit removed. You know, so same. And or people that get their tummy top. Yeah, see, that's like getting the your body done. In their belly. Yeah, that's getting your body done. Yeah, that's a thing now. Oh, is it? I noticed that's a thing. Oh man, I'm like, wow, you guys, wow, you know. <laughs> A lot of insecurity out here different. in the world. That's all I can say. I go to the gym. Know. Yeah, hey, yeah, yeah, listen. I go to the gym. I, I, I don't judge people though. You I don't, don't, and like, I don't judge I don't them either. Do I don't I listen. <laughs> I don't judge them either. But it's just, it's just, I'm a realist. So again, if you, you know, that's a, that's an insecurity in you. If you feel you got to go to a doctor to get something done with your body, that's just what it is. Not to say that it's a bad you thing. You think so? Yeah. It, it. Why, I mean, I, why, I, why ain't you been to the doctor to get your body done yet? Because I don't have enough money yet. No, I'm oh. playing. I'm playing. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, now that you, now that you put it that way, I do wish I was a little taller, a little buffer. <laughs> <laughs> hey, 
I'm playing. I'm playing. I have a um, I have a boo thing right now. Who's like, I'm like, don't worry. I could just go to the doctors, and he can take away my stomach. And most dudes but, be um, like, no, and dudes don't yeah. care. See again, dudes don't be caring about that shit for real. Well, you know, I also feel like I can do it through diet and exercise, and I would much prefer. Um, like I have this goal of who I'm going to look like when I'm 50 and, uh, that's like 11 years from now. So when I'm 50, I will have worked out this whole time. I will have, you know, like really busted my ass to like be beautiful. And so by the time I'm 50, sis, you know, did you hear about the chick? No, 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 no. Did you hear about the chick? She wanted to get the, I think she wanted to get the tummy tuck and they stole her kidneys. Yo, I can't make this up. This, when this, did that happen? This is I just I seen this on Instagram like this week. Like it, it's a, it was wow. on the sh- it was on the sh- it was definitely on the shave room, so it ain't one of them bullshit stories. You know what I mean? Like, but she wanted to get the the, the the tummy tuck, and they stole her kidneys. See, man, listen, just go to they the gym. Only stole one, or they stole both <laughs> yeah, of them. I think they stole one, and I don't mean to oh. laugh. <laughs> that shit. <laughs> Well, at least she still has one. I mean, yes, that's fucked up. (laughs) That is fucked up. Well, you know, like people do random things. Like I was watching on uh, Instagram too, this woman, she was like, uh, or no, it was like a Facebook story. This guy like goes over these TikTok stories that are happening. And this woman's like, I went to a European country by myself. And then I, uh, I got my nose done. And I was like, wow, that's bold. I, I, I never understood. I just really love myself. And I've also, I've always very much so enjoyed myself. I'm on a thinner side of myself right now. And even when I was heavy, I never felt like, you know, like. Insecure. You, uh, was, you was comfortable in your skin. Oh, as there's you, always a line of people waiting to adore me so i don't you say, hey, <laughs> i don't really you have say they, like, they ordering rolls and motherfucker i got them yeah i mean yeah like i don't i never understood like i don't and then also like recently i started to realize that it's not really about the the opposite sex or you know like the sex that you're attracted to i think it's more about you and your your self-esteem and your right. ability to you know um be proactive about, you know, the way that you're going to kind of like control your weight or control your, your, the way your body is. Yeah. So, and in a nutshell, really, again, just diet. so again, that goes back to the question you asked, do I think it's insecurity? Yeah, it is. You just said it. Yeah. I would agree. I would agree, but I have friends that do that. You know, and they again, go get I don't I, listen. I don't knock those that do. Now, if, if that's what you feel you need to do to make yourself feel good, man, I I don't knock it. Now, I I'll be having harsh opinions when you when you see um, things like the the teacher that got fired because she got her body done, and then it was just too much boom 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 to be around the kids. Now I could have you know a little a little harsh. Is it really though? I got I could have. Is a, it really though? Yeah, I mean I, I don't want my child staring at that all day. Why? I, I don't want because imagine your daughter could be she could be 
that that image in your, in your daughter's head can make your daughter go home and want to stuff her pants and her shirt. Now she feels she got to have this figure to be cute because she's staring at this this Coke bottle figure. That's Again, it wasn't like that shit was overly. So, again, of course, you know, it's natural hips. It's natural people that got big breasts, big thighs, butt, or whatever. But, again, when you go get the surgery to go get that much of a drastic change done to your body. Like my thing is just don't be around kids. Like these, why the kids gotta be, go get an only fans, go be a belly dancer, go be a stripper. Why you want to be around these innocent kids? Cause again, the little kids, the little boys probably thinking, damn, I want to, ain't no telling what's going I through that little, like, yeah, yeah. Ain't no telling what's going through them kids brains. So that, that's my thing with it. So my, my thing is maybe you shouldn't be around kid. Now if you want to go and, 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 and be a pervert for the high school kids. All right, go, you, you should be, all right. Maybe you should be allowed to be around the high school kids, but you shouldn't be around no elementary kids. They, their brains is too young and still developing at an early hmm. stage where they are. And my I have opinion. to consider what you're saying. I have to consider what you're saying. I don't really have an opinion. I have my opinion is always just like everybody's on their own path, and I'm on my own path, and I don't really, I don't really like to control people. Like if it's if it's your child in the classroom with the woman that has like double D breasts and fifty six, you know. <laughs> and 32 waist you know like I mean I think that's their karma to see it you know <laughs> For but like I don't know about like barring people from professions because they wish to you know because of their listen, um, body listen. dysmorphia check this out though if your if your breasts or your, your, your butt cheeks ain't big enough if you getting that stripper job You can't. You, what? You can't go are you to. Not, the, are you asking me personally? If I'm, I'm not you personally, but if a person, if don't 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 you gotta have a certain a cup size, and don't you gotta wear, don't your butt gotta be a certain size to to, to get that stripper job? No, actually, no, I don't think so. I think strip clubs pretty much hire Whoever's whoever take they it want. Oh. See, I don't, I don't, I don't, yeah. I don't really do the strip clubs, so that, I was, I was fishing right there. I mean, you know, like <laughs> strip clubs in prestigious areas, you know. Yeah, yeah. so you ain't going to carry the diamonds with a chest like mine, thinking you're getting a job. Right, but if you go to like. Um, there's these places on the highway that I pass when oh, I come from here. Oh my God, yo, stop, stop. I know what you know? type of places you're talking about. You know, stop. I don't yes. know. I don't yeah. know who's yeah. in there. You, I don't you know who's probably get a job of it. Yeah, you, <laughs> yo, you was a trip. Them drones up a dunk cannon and shit. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm talking about. You know what I'm talking about. I'm like, uh, I don't know who's in there. I, I don't think, know who's in there. Uh, yo, you was a trip. Listen, let's get to this. Oh no, but let's, I know. I went to a couple of strip clubs on bourbon street and i know those ladies have a particular look to them and they don't look like the strippers in atlanta you know mm. <laughs> atlanta has its own you know like its own uh vibe when it comes to like that kind of thing but i mean let's really just be honest you know like 
taking her out of the classroom does not change the fact that Megan the Stallions on TV or <laughs> Cardi B is on TV. Now here's the difference with that. Cause you absolutely right. So guess what? The fact that they parents at this young age is exposing them to Cardi B and Megan the Stallion and all that. That's more reason for when they come to this learning environment, this school, where you're not supposed to come to get corrupted, that's more reason why you might... But let's talk about their parents. Like, their parents aren't really like... No, my mom was very strict with us, okay? Like, we were not allowed to watch things like Saved by the Bell or... Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. (laughs) Yo, what? You said y'all wasn't allowed to watch Saved by the Bell? Underage dating, Okay. Oh, that's strict. That's strict, strict. Mama was not having it. Okay. Hey. Okay. So and like, I ain't mad at it. I ain't mad is, at it at all. That damn AC Slater I, trying to get get them draws all day. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about, but <laughs> I knew about Saved by the Bell. It wasn't like my friends weren't watching it. It wasn't hide. like my friends didn't tell me about Trick Daddy and Trina. It's like it was like my friends weren't bringing me on board to like other kinds of like over sexualized behavior in our culture. You know, <laughs> so right. like it's and not really like it's just like it's your karma. It's it's your um. You know, you're going to be exposed to whatever you're exposed to. Eventually, you're going to get the exposure. But again, but should this exposure come at school, uh, elementary school, when again, you're here to learn. But it didn't. As the principal, you're right. That one video that she has, okay, everybody's twerking. But listen, the principal can't control what you watch at home. I can't control what you watch at home. What you watch at home, that's on, that's on, that's oh, on, I get it. that's on your parents. I get what but when you come into my you're school, saying. now I'm responsible, <laughs> the principal's responsible or the superintendent, whoever, you know, the school district, we're responsible for what we expose your kids to. And your kids is only supposed but to be like, here okay. to be exposed to learning. advocate though. Representation matters, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Because these people exist. Actually, I'm not going to hold you. The first time I saw a person with a genetically modified body. Genetically modified, yo. (laughs) Was in Miami. And I could not stop staring at her. I know she probably was like, why is this bitch staring at me? What was the the modification? Her booty and her boobs and her lips. And she was a sister. And I was just like, damn, girl, damn. Like, I just have never seen like. So, so how old like, was you? How old was you? When, I was when you seen 33. This? I was 35. I might have been 35. Okay. So listen, you're 35. This is, this is only three years ago, three, four years ago. You're 35. It couldn't, you couldn't get your brain to stop focusing on it. Wow. So what like, is the how do you so, so what do about that? the seven eight year old? What is the seven and eight like, year old thinking? Did you do squats? Yeah. How many squats did you have to do to get that uh, ass? Because oh, she might have had to do some squats. She might have had to do some squats, but that was to pay for it. That that the squats. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot that. I was like, wow. I was like, I don't think I'm ever gonna look like that. <laughs> 
Listen, real but quick. Yeah, I Hold on, real quick. We got to get to the black fact, then we can get back to the bullshit real quick. We, we were supposed to knock mm-hmm. this black fact out real quick. We got, then got to talking about big butts and smiles and shit. <laughs> well, listen, so we got a couple black designers that contributed to um, the fashion game. I don't know if you remember yeah. that we, we did this with the black fact again. This is your second time on. We just didn't get to air the episode. So I don't remember exactly. And I did this, I think, with um, Honey's Closet, too. So I'm going to just pick some of these names. Listeners, y'all might hear some of these names for the second time. Oh, well, there's the black fact twice. But we're going to start with it was one from Africa I wanted to do. And I couldn't pronounce the name. And I, I don't know why I wanted to do that one. Knowing I couldn't pronounce the name. But they <laughs> shit was from... Because um, we was just talking about Africa, though. But... um, Kenneth Izzy. He's a LVMH prize. I don't know what that means. 2009 finalist. Lagos born, Lagos born. And base designer. Kenneth Izzy. Re... Reinterprets uh, traditional West African fabrics in Nigerian craft with his namesake label that he founded in 2013. The talented designer has been on the rise in recent years and has earned Naomi Campbell's stamp of approval. So that's one designer. We'll do three of them. It was another African based one. Here it go. Doro. Olowu, hope I pronounced that right. Nigerian-born British fashion designer, we're going to call him D.O., is the best known, Duro Olowu, we ain't going to call him D.O., we're going to call him by his name, is best known for his innovative combinations of patterns and textiles that draw inspiration from his international background and for dressing women in the art world. So that's more of your speed. You know what I mean? That sounds like more of your type of artist. You know what I mean? But last year, his work was featured at the Museum of Contemporary Art Chicago. Which. Oh, wow. Examined, which examined his multicultural viewpoint. So shout out to. Let me say this one more time. Duro O. Lowu. And let's get one more out here. Let's get a check. Here we go. Aurora James, a New York City base. Brother Veli's creator, creative director and founder. Miss James has collected an impressive resume of fashion industry experiences prior to starting the Fort footwear brand in 2013 her goal is to keep traditional african design practices and techniques alive by celebrating cultural histories Mm -hmm. and artisanal crafts so that's aurora james we got aurora james we didn't had duro olowu and kenneth isey Three black fashion designers. Can I can I shout out a couple of black fashion designers that of, I know personally? Of course, of course, of course. Okay, so Denicio Truitt 
Atelier is in uh, New Orleans, and um, she does some pretty cool, dope uh, graphic stuff. And then um, there's one other one that I follow that I really like, and I know her. Um, Her name is Cha-Cha Nicole, and she has uh, done... Uh, she's taught at Moore College of Art and Design in Philadelphia, and right now she teaches uh, fashion design or maybe draping at the um, University of Syracuse, New York. Yeah, yeah. So she's pretty dope. And um, yeah, because I always say that, uh, you know, and when you go to fashion school, they're all like, it's all about competition. And the fashion designers try to act like they're really mean to each other. But honestly, like I just let everybody, all of the black designers that I know, I'm just like, there's no competition between us. There is enough uh, money and enough clients to go around, you know? So, yes. And I love, I feel elated when I see people doing their thing. Like uh, Denise Truitt, she did, um, she used to be Dope Society. And she just changed her name. And, you know, like, it's just hard to be an entrepreneur. You know, it's expensive to be an entrepreneur. It takes a lot of focus, a lot of organization, you know. Mm. So anytime I see people doing their thing, I'm like, yes, please do your thing. You're such an inspiration. You know? <laughs> Yo, shit. Listen, I'm, I'm learning now. I'm only, you know, I'm on my third year. And it's still a lot I'm learning as I go. And a lot of little shit, you know what I mean? But. Yeah. Like you say, it's it's definitely expensive because you you know you to start your business, you starting it off on your own dollar. You know what I mean? It's definitely a lot of you hard. You put all your money because you got to mm-hmm. learn whatever you learning about whatever your business is, and it's and, and it's again shit shit is changing every day. So it's you can learn some shit today, and then two weeks from now, now it's something else you got to learn. You know what I mean? So yeah, you definitely right about that. Before we get up out of here, though. Let's get back to you saying you was teaching at the Art Institute. Give us a little bit about that experience. Oh, I was never teaching at the Art oh, Institute, you wasn't? but I did go there. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. I thought you I said, te- where I you teach, say you was teaching? I teach at a middle school in Philly. Oh. And I teach, um, I teach fashion design entrepreneurship. And... Um, I only I teach there like once a week, um, two days a week, and um, actually, this is the first time that I have been working as a teacher in about six years. So I just started like a couple weeks ago again, and um, the babies are they're really excited. They're like fifth through eighth grade, and um, you know. I'm kind of like, in, it, I, I'm excited that they're excited, you know, to learn new things. I hope they don't break any of the sewing machines, you know. Mm. <laughs> what up, y'all? Thank you for checking out Close Your Ears podcast. If you would like to find She Gets It Pod, you can find it on all of your podcast apps. And you can find me on the stereo app. But most importantly, if you want to listen to our already recorded show and be on top of things, check your Apple, 
check your Spotify, check your Google, check your Red Circle. You can donate to the show, but please check out She Gets It Pod. Just put it in there. If it's yellow, that's me, okay? It might show up twice in some places, but look for the one that's the oldest, all right? That's the show. Appreciate you. You gotta be strict like Mom Dukes. Tell him, hey, listen, I know you in this art class, but you can't touch that shit right there. You know? <laughs> I do, I do, but I, I let them cheer in the corner, you know, because they're all like, they're all in school all day, you know, and um, I just try to be. I mean, honestly, though, I read their papers and I just. Like, I give them a questionnaire every week because I want to encourage them to write because um, our school systems are failing our children. And Mm -hmm. I don't mean to, um, you know, the, the way that this society is set up, the parents work so hard, you can't really blame the parents because they're working to provide this experience for their children and and pay bills so like they're they probably aren't even familiar with like what their kids are writing like or reading like and um i gotta disagree with you on that though because if you can't blame the parents who are you to blame i mean i mean i'm not blaming parents i mean but you do send your kids to a school for like eight hours a day you know like six hours a day so i mean like really who do you blame? I mean, you can't really blame the parents because they're there trying to get these skills. Anyways, so I, I mostly, I, I have them do a questionnaire every week because I want them to write more because I'm just like, the way I feel about it is like, um, according to your writing skills, you guys probably should not even be learning how to do fashion right now. Like, yeah, you should yeah, probably, I should just back it up a notch, a couple of notches and let's start over and then. Some yeah, we should probably be <laughs> writing the whole time, but I don't, you know, like we, I have them write on their portfolio pages. I have them write in the questionnaire and the questionnaire is cool because I get to learn them better, you know, like I get to know them. So then I get to know their style. I get and that kind of like saves money because then I don't bring stuff to the class that they don't like, you know, mm-hmm. so you know, I, I've, you know, I'm getting back into the swing of things and it's like downtown um, Philadelphia. So it's also nice to be downtown. Um, I, um, you know, like, cause I, I usually hang out in Germantown, which is pretty uh, outside. It's almost outside of the city, but it's still in the city, but it's, it's far away from center city. But um, yeah, so that's what I do. I do that. It, it makes me feel good um, to share my work or share the skills. Um, but other than that, um, that's all I'll be doing. I'll just be, I teach right now. And then I'm working on a, um, my next collection is called Epic Blue. Mm. Um, it's going to have like men and women's wear. Um, and I'll be, uh, you know, selling it all around the places where my friends live, you know, so I'll be in um, Long Beach and New Orleans and Atlanta, Charlotte, 
Chicago, Detroit, and Philadelphia. So let me ask you this. You make these pieces and then you travel to sell them? I make the sample and then I get uh, it manufactured. I'm, I'm working on building a clothing manufacturing in Liberia. Dang, and then I, I just say, pretty much. What did I just say? A fashion show in Africa. See? Nah, you try and play me, sis. Nah, you try and play me. Nah. You try and cut me out. You try and cut nah. me out. The- <laughs> I'll tell you what. See, the thing is, it's not um, economically. Uh, profitable? What do I want to say? Yeah, it's not profitable for me to have like a fashion show in Liberia. Like, I have to have fashion shows where people have disposable income. And, but it is profitable for me to get the clothes made in Liberia. See, I was about, you know, to, say or the clothes. I was about to say something so ignorant and so like white supremacist caveman 1990s shit. I was about to say. I'm so I, glad you caught yourself. Listen, but I'm still going to share with the world what I was going to say. Just to show y'all how fucking ignorant I can be sometimes. And I don't mean it because the brain wanders. But I was about to say, I guess it wouldn't make sense to have a fashion show somewhere where they don't wear clothes. Ain't that fucked up? Well, and I want to go back really to That is really fucked up. That was fucked up. Shame on you. Shame, <laughs> shame on me for that one. Yeah. <laughs> no, um... No, but there's some really cool people there. There's, um, um, I have a friend who manufactures clothing in Ghana. The problem with Ghana is it's getting more expensive, but in Liberia, you can get a lot of stuff for like relatively nothing, um, in U.S. dollars. So, you know, the most expensive part is shipping. And I was actually supposed to, um, be out. And, and Liberia from the 1st to the 15th of November. But, you know, family first. You know, yeah, I got to handle my daddy. And um, I'm still going to get some stuff made there through the good graces of friends of mine. But, um, you know, you, I mean, life comes at you. And the, the biggest thing that I always think is, like, I'm never going to give up. You know, like, I have a plan, and I know it's going to work, and I know... I'm going to make mad money and I'm never going to stop. I'm never mm. going to quit. Even if, you know, like I have to change my whole thing around, you know, blessings drop down on, on me, like the rain pretty much, you know? <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. So my stuff is on hold a little bit, but it just gives me an opportunity to perfect the plan. You know? No doubt. No doubt. Well, we thank you for kicking it with us this past hour and some change. You didn't, you didn't, you didn't, you did yourself one, you you did it, you took it to another level because our first interview, we had fun our first interview and I'm sorry we didn't even get to put that joint out. Like I said, that joint got erased and deleted. I ain't do it, but. You know, but I you, was sad because it was interview eighty eight, and I was like, "Wow, hey, that's oh, lucky!" Wow, right that was in eighty eight. We, we we was tripping about that eighty eight. What I could I said it was like Michael Irvin or some shit. Yeah, but yeah, it's okay. that's okay because you came back, you outdid yourself. This interview, I don't not that I remember what we exactly what we talked about it, but we just gonna say this one was twice as better anyway because this one is actually gonna get aired out anyway. So. Hey. You know what I mean? So we don't want it in the moon. But I thank you for coming through. Um, 
Shout out, shout out them business, them L, L, them business names again, so they know what to look for, who to look for, where to look for, all that good stuff. On Instagram, you can find me at b l u d a h l i a f y, and then my um my website. Is E P O C H B L U dot com, and then that's pretty much what I got. Um, you can reach out to me on Instagram, um, and actually, my website is not up yet, but it will be soon, as soon as I can, um, you know, get myself together in a way that is productive to having a website. So it's a process. Hey, listen, like you said, we it's a process. So you you got a lot going on. You got a hell of a lot going on. But you know, listen, it, it'll be there when it when it when it when the time's right. It'll be there. It'll be there and be ready and be squared and it'll do what it's supposed to do. But you know what I mean? Oh yeah, and I was gonna shout out my marketing manager too. Shout him out because that's who else I was um bringing on my team actually. Um, is my marketing manager. His name is um, George Bernard Thomas. I call him George Bernard, but everybody calls him Bernie. But yeah, he's um, he's he's pretty good at. Um, he actually gave me an outline for uh, things I should talk about on your podcast, which was really nice because I was like very like. Um, oh. I don't what I'm gonna talk about. Did you talk about it? <laughs> you know? Listen, we can we can keep going. We don't gotta did you talk about it? Did you get everything? Yeah, I talked about everything. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was gonna say we don't gotta yep. shut it down now. If if the marketing if the marketing guy gave you some key points that you need to talk about on the joint, if we ain't hit them, we can listen, I ain't got nothing to do. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And listen, we didn't had two hour forty five minute episodes. I didn't had a a three hour joint. Uh, a three hour. Well, how long was it? I think the oh man, the Bobson interview. That shit was like three hours and thirty minutes. I had to break that up and and, and release it in two different parts. So, you know, I ain't shy for the long conversation. If you know what I mean. But again, thank you for coming through. Fashion. We got the the the. the 20 it's 18 years in 18 years in 18 years in and still moving but thank you again yeah thank you for kicking it with us remember when it when it's time to promote them fashion shows you know who you got to come to and holler at me i i i you know what i mean because remember yeah thank you for having me close your ears is heard in some of them places you know georgia we got to get some listenership up in in louisiana for sure so hopefully well, when you go to Louisiana, I, I can I can send you a link and then you can tell a couple of them people down there that you know what I mean. But what I like to do with you is like some um I like to do some mixers or like, you know, like happy hour events that are like promotional to um your podcast as well as my business because um I had success with that before, like, you know, like having like drink specials at a place that you know something like that because uh people tend to even if they don't buy anything at that point you can still get you know exposure 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, we definitely, we definitely, you know, we we gonna make some things happen, sis. We talked about it in the summer. I know, you know, our schedules gotta line up, but we definitely, we definitely gonna make it happen. Cause again, that's another reason I do this podcast shit and put it in the business entrepreneur genre. Because again, I want to be able to network. I want to work with people. I want to help your business grow. I want you to be able to help my business grow. And then, you know, that's what it's all about. This, you know what I mean? No matter what lane we in, we can figure out a way that, you know what I mean? We can make some money together or, or, or at least it, like I say, I can help you. You can help me in a way. And you know what I mean? That's what the entrepreneurship yeah, yeah. is all about. That's what that, that listen, y'all that talk all that woke shit. That's what the woke shit is really about. You know, all that black powers. Yeah. That's, that's what it's really about. Seeing your black sister in business. And doing whatever you could do to help and support her business. And then on the flip side, she see her brother in business and doing what she can do to support or we can collab and work together. And, you know, that's how I feel. That's how I look at the black shit. I don't be worried about the, oh, you date white girls, so you ain't woke. And I, don't, I, don't, I don't play all that, that shit. But yeah, we I mean, yeah, we definitely going to make it happen, though. But all right. I'm kicking I'm you off the line now for real. But before we go again. Shout outs to the sister Blue in the building. Thank you for coming through. No doubt. Bless you. I'd like to thank the listeners for listening. This was episode 93. This is Close Your Ears. This is Ice Pick, Cousin Rick, Eric Hicks, whichever name you should choose. And y'all be safe out there. One.